0: You're listening to a Big Finish production. Hello, Doctor. Hello. Delighted to meet you, aren't we, Amy? This is the Big
1: Finish podcast, getting into your ears from the 26th of August, 2018.
0: <laughs> <laughs> K- K- Benji. Ah, there you are, and here we are, welcoming you to hopefully your favourite podcast all about the audio drama world of Big Finish Productions. I'm Benji Clifford, and this is Nick Briggs. Hello, hello,
2: hello.
1: I've still got a blooming cold. I can't... It's hello, ridiculous. Hello. <laughs> and coming up in this podcast, all your favourite features in a moment. The latest releases with reviews and clips, then the Big Finish news, followed by listeners' emails.
0: And then we delve behind the scenes with September's main monthly range, Doctor Who Adventure, an <gasps> unnerving, strange tale from the pen Ooh. of horror writer Mark Morris. Ah! The- Oh, blimey! It doesn't make that noise all the time when you say his BBC name. BBC Horror Effect Number Nine. It's the Stone Tapes all over again. Um, and laughing. <laughs> Sorry,
1: Chicken. that sounded like Blakey.
0: Oh, that did Blakey sound like horror.
1: <laughs> horror Blakey could be a new character for the podcast. Horror and Blakey.
0: Now here's her <laughs> you want to see that staring over your grave? Would you? <laughs> Well, not that you not that you'd be laying in your grave Awake anyway, to be honest. You so, would be,
1: with the curse of Blakey over The you, curse you of
0: Blakey. Be. But yes, from the pen of uh, horror writer Mark Morris, The Dispossessed. And that's starring Sylvester McCoy, Bonnie Langford, and Sophie Aldred. No spoilers yeah. included.
3: <laughs> I ate you, Butler. I ate your head. I ate your arms. <laughs> Very tasty. Uh,
1: and then we finish off with the Randomoid Selectatron randomly selecting a big finish release from our vast archive for some chattings to be had what's <laughs> mm. the matter with me and a 15 like minute it. drama of the avengers too many targets looks like that one may now be released in september apologies for that schedule slippage beyond our control due to all sorts of random and unfortunate factors nobody's fault just life and stuff but anyway uh, you'll be able
0: to sample the first 15 minutes which is rather blooming fantastic so now, onwards with the latest releases. Coming up, Class, Lady Christina and Bernie Summerfield, Treasury.
1: So first, Class.
0: And it certainly is just that. Lewis John Yule on uh, Twitter says, "This was a consistent strong run of stories that I wish the TV series had benefited from. I'm glad that these characters are finally living up to their potential, and I hope we get more soon." Oh. At
1: Big Finish, that's Scott Hancock oh, right, at uh, Lemmerd, no, uh, hashtag uh, Class classed classed DW. DW. Yeah. Uh, the Cabinet of Souls Blogspot like says volume one That's f- quite scary I wonder whether um horror Blakey's there
3: <laughs> Next,
1: next <laughs> to
0: it <her. laughs> Next to the soul of Olive or <laughs> whoever else. Oh Stan Oh Stan stop it Horror oh, Olive Oh
4: Stan I'm a vampire I want to suck your blood
1: To <laughs> a straw
4: Oh
3: please Olive
1: um, fantastic first return to school ahem academy for big finish expanding upon class brilliantly undoubtedly a masterpiece of a box set that I that I will go on and on and on enjoying and a volume two a cabinet of souls said volume two pulls together so well across the board that it becomes an immense audio experience
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and another noteworthy addition to both it's the class timeline and to the universe in general.
5: All right, blessing, what have you got for me today? Good morning, Miss Van Bergh. Enough with the pleasantries. I've got enough on my plate as it is. I just want to see it. Of course, if you're able, this little fella in the cage here is specimen E6.
6: Uh, What am I looking at? I I can't see anything.
5: That's rather my point. (laughs) It's got chameleonic properties. That... that is amazing. Mm -hmm. I
6: can't... it's completely translucent.
0: Well, Tom, David, Matt, Dix on Twitter says well, he's a cool guy, by the way. Uh, Is both he? sets, yeah, he's a cool guy. I follow cool him. He's a, he's a nice, nice chap. Um, both sets were extremely strong and showed just how good class could have been on TV if it had given another, if it had been given another chance. I really hope that we get more these days, just so that we can explore the world more. Big finish, got it right, all so right, all so right. I hate you. Um. <laughs> The Temporal Zone blog
1: says. I was excited for this set, but wasn't sure what to expect. I'm thrilled that this has delivered the goods and would definitely consider it strongly. Recommended. It was. It was in such big letters. I had to say it. Like big that.
0: bit of Helvetica there. It was going on?
1: Enormous. It. Well, that's my version of it. But I took it from the site, and it, yeah, it was. It came in as an enormous. What? How many
0: points is that? It came in in, in a huge suitcase. No, like a big crate of a van or something.
1: <laughs> or <laughs> I've got it in nineteen points, but it may have been. Yeah, bigger it's than nineteen.
0: That. Yeah, well, you know, why not? That's passion. That is
5: Mondays. Oh. <clears throat> Aubrey, this is Marta. E6 has got loose and escaped Lab B. I need you to come down and help find it. Roger? You lot, get out there and find it. I can't go into lockdown, not today.
1: And just a reminder of Bernie's Summerfield Treasury with Indie Mac users saying this set does that legacy justice and is well worth your time.
0: Well, Lady Christina is just out. Main reviews yet to come, but we notice this on Twitter. Ulysses Illustration tweets, Leave it to Big Finish and James Goss to give Sylvia Noble the attention she deserves. Skin deep, is a creepy, wonderful story, but it's the last few moments which are anything but skin deep. Mm-hmm. Sylvia is truly noble. The first, hopefully, Lady Christina box set is a gift. Hashtag Doctor Who. Oh. Bang. Bada boom. How is this relevant to Christina?
7: Oh, doubtless the officer is simply
5: warning those of us in the area possessing similar trinkets and bagatelles about this rogue's presence. Reminding us to keep on our guard. It's greatly appreciated, Miss Santos. I
4: have quite the collection of objets d'art. I'm sure you
5: have.
8: I must say, it is
0: useful to know.
1: And that's it for this week's latest releases. More next week! Listeners' emails will be coming along to tingle you all over in just a few minutes. I <laughs> hate uh, But before that, horror Blakey. No, uh, time now. Time now. Just put on our suave faces and adopt a newsworthy pose. That's a good pose. <laughs> I like that pose. It's the news tree. <laughs> the tree of news. The uh, tree of news. Yes. For. Uh, what? The truth The news is true. Donald Dwarzatruz. Fake news.
0: Fake news. The big Finnish news. <laughs> And at our desk of news this week A brand new preview clip from the 7th Doctor New Adventures Is it meant to be New New Adventures box set? Well,
1: it's not really, but that's my little joke
0: I get it, I like it The 7th Doctor New New Adventures box set The Big Finish original drama Blind Terror Another teaserific clip Unit 7, ouch, revisitations Uh, The full trailer and Big Finish original drama Shilling and Sixpence The brand new trailer
1: Wow, so first up The 7th Doctor New Adventures Starring Sylvester McCoy as the Doctor And Yasmin Bannerman as Roz And Travis Oliver as Chris Lots of ands in there uh, Is out, uh, because I just read it out badly Is out this November Uh, We teased you with a clip last time And just to keep you on the boil
0: (coughs) (laughs) Lovely we both did it as well
1: Yours was better I I was going for the big bubble (laughs) The combination whoop. of the two is quite good, isn't
0: it? It is. You've got the... the you know, whoop. 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 <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Magic. Magic. The yeah, sound it's effects it's for it. you.
1: Here's another clip.
9: How about you hide, and sometime in the distant future I will seek. I'm not falling for that one again. Will you two keep it down? I'm trying to be a genius, and you're clogging up my thought processes. Besides... You're being a fool. Exactly my point. No, Roz, you're being a fool. I mean, Chris is right. The TARDIS is the best place to play hide-and-seek this side of the Kravillian maze planets. Mm. Although, if the TARDIS crashes and explodes... <laughs> well, that might throw a spanner in the works. If the TARDIS crashes and explodes? So when are we crashing and exploding? Since some alien signal threw us off course. Why? What did you think I was doing? We thought you were just mashing buttons like you always do. You love the buttons. Speaking of which, uh, Ross, could you hold this one down while I... Ah, that's better. Uh, Now, what do we have on the scanner, Chris? Uh, I see fog. More fog. Wait. Uh, Oh, water. Uh, Lots and lots of water. No, 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 hang on, there's a boat. Aim for the boat. That's what I'm trying to do. A little rewiring and we should be able to land in the hold. And if we don't? Did anyone pack armbands? Uh, Counting down. Five, four, three, three, two,
8: two, one. one!
0: The Big Finish original drama Blind Terror, The Gods of Frost. I think he said Brian Terror. I'm going to do that again really quickly. Brian good. Terror. Brian Terror. <laughs> Brian Damage, the criminal mastermind. Yes, he's
1: also a friend of uh, Horror Blakey. <laughs>
0: oh, oh Blakey. Oh, I hate you, Blind Terror. But yes, the Big Finish original drama Blind Terror, The Gods of Frost, will be with us in October this year. The nights will be drawing in. Halloween will be on its way. <laughs>
1: That was an owl falling off yeah, its it was, perch It was
0: an owl being falling off its perch whilst then being run over by a Land Rover oh. uh, and nine Tiger tanks um, <laughs> for some reason uh, I think
1: the Land Rover would have done it, mate
0: <laughs> Had to make sure uh, And Big Finish will be here to scare your undergarments off Here, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls children of all ages, is a tantalising clip mm. Don't forget to up behind the old, old sofa whilst listening <laughs> <laughs> I literally couldn't
1: understand a word of what you no, 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 said. No, no, no. no, 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 no. <laughs> could I, mate.
0: could <No>, no, no. <laughs> I. That's, that's old Blakey after he'd been at the uh, the, the super tenants. Um. <laughs> Impossible.
8: It's like a step from
10: one world to another from my experience. It usually takes longer. No, but, but, but we're still...
9: Open to the sky, and yet there's not a flake of snow. No wind. If you look
10: back through the entrance, you can still see the storm. What's wrong?
9: With me first. I'm hearing things, and now flaming torches. Who lit those, Benjamin? Ben? I doubt it.
8: Do you hear that?
10: I'm dead. I hear everything in this world and the next. It's not
8: reassuring, Henry. I can't see. Anyone. Doesn't mean they're not there. No, it doesn't. <gasps> Hello, my dear. Welcome to my folly.
1: Hey. That's the Gods of Frost, there by Guy Adams, directed and produced by Scott Hancock, and of course starring the beyond superb Eve Mars, who I'm personally a huge fan of. She's
0: a remarkable actor. Remarkable. Certainly is. She's absolutely taking uh, uh, TV by storm at the moment, mm-hmm. really. You know, awesome person. Keeping faith, yeah. Indeed, indeed. Last Make week, it. of course, Nick managed to squeeze in the first 30 seconds or so of the Unit's Revisitations trailer out of sound designer and composer Howard Carter. Cool guy. Not to be confused with the Tomb Raider um, of the Egyptian tombs. Um, I he do that. Oh, no, I have to put that joke in. Howard's now had time to finish it, so here is the full trailer for Unit 7. Out! Revisitations out
1: this November. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions. Unit, Volume 7. Greyhound 3, to track 1, do you read? Can't say this is my ideal
8: climate, over. Roger that, Greyhound. Needs must when the devil drives.
5: Parting gifts from the master don't tend to be very good news. Especially not gift wrapped ones with beautifully handwritten notes. You're turbulence,
10: brace yourselves! The sergeant has been compromised! Have him in your sights!
9: You're surrounded! Please come out nice and slowly! We're on!
5: Danger! We are all of us in great danger! I'm sorry? My people are coming here! They are going to destroy
7: your world! Captain! Prepare the bombardment! I speak for myself, not the planet! You shall share its fate!
2: Director, welcome to Mundhol.
9: Oh, Seth, it's good to be back. Oscar, switch off the power. But why? I said, do it now.
5: Vara!
7: For the love of my daughter and my hatred of you. It's
5: trying to tear itself free from the building. It wasn't supposed to be like this. We were bringing people hope. It's.
1: Finish. We love stories. And finally, we return to the fertile land of the Big Finish originals seven original drama series celebrating Big Finish's creativity in its 20th anniversary year. We've had Atta Girl, Cicero and Jeremiah born in time so far. We've just teased you with October's blind terror, but coming up so, so soon in September is Nigel Fair's epic eccentric crime thriller, shilling and sixpence investigate directed by sam clemens and starring celia Imrie and david warner among many 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 other actors brilliant actors i should say here's the great new trailer coming soon
4: a big finish original drama
8: i have to tell you now that no such undertaking has been received oh how that awesome this country Bobby, did you hear that?
7: With Germany. We're at war...
8: again. Schilling and
10: Sixpence Investigate, starring Celia Imrie as Lavinia Sixpence, Folks round
5: here, they're a superstitious bunch. You could tell if their Jersey Spuds were possessed by old Nick and they'd go and get them
9: exercise rather than stick them on a plate.
4: And David Warner as Desmond Schilling. Is
9: she? I'm
4: afraid she's um,
5: quite dead. Booth, <laughs> be That's the place where the Lord of the Manor was shot by his wife a while back, isn't it? The
3: devil? Uh! There are things going on
8: in this village. And until I've eliminated everyone from my inquiries, I think A friend of mine, she's got you pegged for a Creaser already. Creaser? A murderer? Oh
9: dear. Oh don't be ridiculous, Inspector. You're doing a sterling job. You certainly don't need anybody's help, least of all a pair of oafish amateurs like us. That's right. <laughs> what do
5: you think you. Th- no! <laughs> no! If well, you have been touching that, it'll be
4: black magic for sure.
3: There's a ghost? Of course there is. Yes,
4: of course there is.
8: <laughs> oh my god! There it is anger here. Fury. Oh! I shall never set foot in your stupid library until you're pushing up the daisies!
4: I'll be crossing
5: back today because of the storm. Holy Mary, Mother of God, please tell me that's not. Yes, dead. I'm afraid that our murderer is still very much at large. Keep away from me.
9: Keep away.
3: Look at his neck slip
11: from ear to ear.
9: I have never heard anything so
8: wicked. Hello? on an ate her. Oh. <laughs> Jacqueline, tell me, what did he do to you? can't.
10: Sometimes I find myself wondering what the hell this is all about, Well.
8: What's the point of anything if we're just going to drop dead at the end? What do you think I've done? <laughs>
9: I know that you're not as white
5: as the driven snow. I think we're going
3: to get on famously, Mr. Schilling. Have a funny feeling we might, Miss
4: Sixpence. <laughs> Big finish. We love stories.
0: Well, I'm actually mastering that one at the moment, so I'm having a good listen to it and enjoying it. It's marvellous stuff. It really is superb. Absolute. Highly recommended. Uh, but that is, of course, all that we've got for the news here today except to offer that our largest congratulations to Sophie Cowdrey who, as you may already know, has won the Big Finish Vortex cover art competition with her yeah. superb painting of River Song. It is absolutely yeah. glorious. Uh, yeah. Thank you so much for everybody that entered into that one as well. It's so great yeah. to see so many wonderful things. Uh, that will be featuring on our September edition of our free, free, free uh, magazine Vortex, available as a free download uh, or as a hard copy uh, free <laughs> with any other CD order you make. Uh, and so of course that as I said just now is indeed really it for the news. Well, there we go. It's been a roller coaster ride, hasn't it Nick? Yeah. I mean it really has. You we know, got like free. Well, <laughs> I'm free. Um, but I, I think I took it a step even further. Um, I could go higher, but that would probably break the microphone and the windows of this room. But suffice to say that that is the news for this week. There will be more news, I'm sure, because once there is no news at all, um, well, there's no point in doing anything really, is there? Can you imagine that? If there's no news. Nothing in the world would be happening.
1: Well, they do say no news is good news.
0: But is it? <laughs> Can you imagine waking up and just having nothing to talk about? Uh, yeah, uh, nothing's happening.
1: No news is good news. So here's the weather. <laughs> no weather. <laughs> it <laughs> popped out for lunch. Whether you expected that or not. We'll be going behind the scenes with next month's main monthly range Doctor Who adventure very very soon. We'll be hearing from the stars and director of the Dispossessed featuring Sylvester McCoy and the gang. I actually wrote in the gang. I don't know what's the matter in with In the
0: gang. He's in the game,
1: like you. But before that, hold on to your keyboards because it's listeners' emails.
0: Yes, here we are. It is time for the email-a-thon, which is like a telethon but it's not. But it is a place where we receive all the emails from the cosmos. We sort through them in a sort of fun way that emails do and mm. then we chat about them. We love to talk to you, you love to talk to me and I love an email. And mm. if you want to communicate with us in some form you can send us an email at podcast at bigfinish.com That's to cast at and that's a squiggly a, bigfinish.com uh, And if you write that on most things Nick's doing like a little little sort of <coughs> squiggly Do the doing the squiggly <laughs> <laughs> and if it's you type that on anything um, it normally is underlined because that's just how things work so wow. first up this one here from Steve Prado. hi Nick and Benji You'll be delighted to know that I'm now safely returned home from my holiday in rural Devon and, with access to a fully charged up laptop, have the ability, if not the intention, to write an absolutely enormous email without fear of draining the battery." He um, did
1: right last week, didn't he? He
0: did, yeah, and, and, and presumably drained his battery. Um, I wanted to say thank you for reading out my hastily typed email in last week's podcast, which was a very pleasant surprise to hear. And for the very kind and appreciative comments regarding my WR, uh, Arth, Warrior model. Wrath. Wrath. Yeah, for saying it, Wrath. I remember that, yeah. laugh. Wrath. <laughs> Uh, also, That's from the Iron Legion.
3: Yeah, the Iron
0: Legion, the Iron Legion, the Legion, the also, so. as a man well-known for being particular in regard to how to pronounce words, Nick, as a point of minor note, you did, in fact, say my surname incorrectly, no. pronouncing it as Pride-O, rather than the more common technically correct pride o. Uh However, with that said, and inspired by your own free thinking, I am now <laughs> considering changing it to P-R, or Pr-Ido, um... I'll also. Prido. Uh, Prido. Yeah, pr- That's what he's saying. Yeah, Prido, but we said braff, so be, wouldn't it be Prido? <laughs> surely, surely. Um, <coughs> I'll obviously have to run it past the wife and the kids as well, although, once again, I'm up haunting the wee small hours whilst they sleep in their beds. So I'll have to let you know if it's change approved in some future missive. On a more serious note, um, I'll have to say that adopting those Doctor Who weekly scripts, or adapting Adapting? rather... uh, You know, we're adopting them as well. Oh, Um, yes. Yes, we are doing that. We're taking them in. We're taking them in, yes. Uh, Adapting those weekly Doctor Who strips (laughs) is inspired. Uh, I got into the show in a very big way just a month or so before the first issue came out. Uh And that initial run of stories, The Iron Legion, City of the Damned, Starbeast, Dogs of Doom, and The Time Witch... Uh, were as tangible and valid to me as the TV show itself. Mm. In fact, it's one of my favourite Fourth Doctor seasons, so it'll be lovely to revisit some of them again for the first time as audios. Grief, man, what are you doing? Sorry. Crikey.
1: <laughs> I was just looking for something.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm sure you were. Yeah, A tissue. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure. It's madness. Me. Madness. <laughs>
1: I won't be including this in the podcast. <laughs> Carry on. You done? (laughs) I'm on a separate track, that's (laughs) right.
0: It's the nose blowing channel. Let's hope that they prove popular enough to warrant further adaptations, if that is all a consideration. Anyway, I've attached another picture or two for your and Benji's amusement, along with this email. As you can see, it depicts Tiny Tom's meeting with a wirren that I may have made a little more screen accurate than the costume department would have preferred. Keep on keeping on, and thank you for all that you do. Regards, Steve. That is an awesome picture there. I Absolutely love that. And I quite like the backdrop as well. It's just all wonderfully done. You've done a it is, smashing isn't it? job yeah, there, Yeah, I'll try perfect. and put that
1: on the. <clears throat> I put the last one on the uh, the release page for That's the last podcast. So. Well worth seeing that I'll one, try definitely. To, try to remember to do that. Thanks, Steve. And sorry for getting your name wrong. <clears throat> but, you know, I think you should change it to Prido. I mean, I would have thought Prido would be uh, the way to pronounce it if there were two Ds, but, you know. I'm not going to get controversial. Uh, Now, there's more controversy about language and pronunciation here uh, from uh, our intrepid Big Finish emailer, Aniron Hunt, who also writes to The Benji and Nick Show. I think he's going to write to the latest one. Aniron, your emails are just too good. Uh, Briggs, and we were also talking about uh, telegrams, so he does it in the style of that. Briggs and Clifford, stop. I have a few words about last week's podcast, stop. Nick, the glottal stop is a phoneme in some languages. Stop. So it is not bad a bad sound for your voice. Stop. Well, yeah, I think, you know, that's what I was taught at drama school, but that was a long time ago. So uh, I think you're right to point that out. I'm just talking rubbish, basically. Uh, received in London, sent from Wellington, 1883, transcribed by Anonymous circa 1890. Sent to the post office, awaits a carrier pigeon to take to some location to await emails invention. Then transcribe again into a computer to await the right time to send to Big Finish podcast. And now he begins his email properly. Uh, Nick and Benji, I do have some thoughts on what you said about social media. Mm. The broad debate continues. I am younger than Benji. Surely that's not possible. And have to say people are addicted to their phones these days. People prefer interacting through a device than in person due to social media. This is not a good thing. I've heard some people have panic attacks with their phones. Do you think that might be without their phones?
0: Possibly, no. yeah. I don't know.
1: I don't know whether you mean with or without their phones, Aniron, but anyway, we'll let with that With or ride. without
0: phones.
1: <laughs> this is certainly going to end badly. Already eight and nine-year-olds can't remember before smartphones were around. That's true. Although my son, who's nine, doesn't have a smartphone. He does have uh, an iPad. Well, he has a computer, actually. He borrows his mum's ipad Uh, smartphones are as significant as the internet in terms of how they changed our lives but the ease of access these days is different to 10 years ago certainly is in public you see so many people on their phones pretty oblivious to their surroundings but people wearing headphones can be a lot worse for that they are in their own worlds a lot of the time and since they can't hear anything other than what they're listening to on the headphones, they can be pretty oblivious. A lot of people ...would rather be on their phone than interact with people. This behaviour is going to have consequences. Sounds quite threatening, this. It does. sounds like you're going to take retribution, you know, so, There will be consequences. Next Thursday, I will stand
3: in Trafalgar Square and, and blow scream. a big raspberry.
1: <laughs> also, I'm not sure that the internet and technology helps with spelling we have autocorrect and spell check so people can be sloppy with spelling to a certain extent also people love abbreviations people love shortening things names are the biggest one an iron or oh, you didn't shorten it i thought you were going to say nigh
0: see maybe if it it may impact on spelling but it certainly helps reading because i th- i think if you if you think about the amount of information that kids will be reading whereas when i was growing up you know you put a book in front of me I might be tempted if I'm interested in the book, but most of the time I'll we'll just put it down and go and run around and you know play in the mud or something. But, um, but I think having technology and phones and stuff will definitely help people with their reading.
1: Yes, I mean, I think it's all... It's difficult to know, as I said last time, in my rather highfalutin way, for us to know what the real impact will be. I mean, I would, I would offer this perhaps bizarre and controversial thought... I, I, no, 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 I'm not going to say that. Reading a book called, I think it's called Sapiens. Is it Sapiens or Homo sapiens? I can't even remember the name of the book. Ridiculous. But one of the key things it says there about the development of the human race is that the reason it was successful over all other forms of humans, like the Neanderthals and all those, is that due to a freak genetic evolutionary mutation. Human beings have the ability to fictionalise, which means that we can create ideas which bind people together. All the other forms of humanity that existed at the time were better than us at doing stuff. They were better hunters, better gatherers, better at chopping things down, all that. They were stronger, bigger. But because we could make stuff up, we defeated them because we could organize larger numbers of people we, you know, and we became you know, the inheritors of the earth, in a way. And that all sounds rather interesting, but then, of course, stories and fictionalizing, it's also lies as well, it's also interpretations of reality. And it's a horrible thing for us to realize that you know, a lot of the concepts we live by, what we believe in, you know, we've sort of invented them, they don't physically exist. So my thoughts about social media media is, you know, it's okay that human beings could do this. And obviously it's ensured our survival. But once you create an international global means through which everyone can easily communicate publicly with each other, you're inevitably going to get the clash of all the different fictions we hold close to our hearts and live by. So it's inevitably going to cause awful conflict, you know, and you get this thing, <clears throat> excuse me, and I, you know, to quote someone who I was never a big fan of and never will be a big fan of, um, I remember Margaret Thatcher being interviewed in, of all programs on Jim Will Fix It. There's another person I don't really <laughs> want to mention. And she said that her sort of political awakening came because she said, you know, like all children, you don't realize that other people have other points of view. You just think what you think and you think that's reality and she said but then but she realized that other people didn't agree with her so she realized that she you know that's why she got interested in politics because she wanted to convince people that she was right and I think there's a lot dare I say on social media where you can see um, not just young people people of all ages don't really have a concept that their point of view exists In relation to other points of view they you can see that they're having real trouble understanding that other people have a different point of view and they go absolutely berserk and threaten all sorts of things because someone says well I don't agree with that they cannot there's no acceptance of other points of view and it's a very sort of naive thing and unfortunately that I feel that social media fosters that because anyone can say anything and react in any way again I'm not necessarily saying this is bad I'm just saying it's a fact of what's happening But uh uh,
0: and I think as well like uh, when you get two people together to have a, a debate be that on anything you know a political debate for example um, mostly you know, at the end of that if you're sat next to that person in the room unless you're fierce cat fighting and hurting each other you're going to resolve that and say oh, well listen you know we let's just agree to disagree there and that's fine uh, and then you carry on and talk about something else um, unless you're utterly disgusted by their view but I think on social media it's that, that thing of the need to continue and convince and there's not that human touch there of, of when you can read a situation you know if the situation's getting ugly between two people most of the time one of those two people will say okay look you know this is this isn't getting anywhere it's just we carry on doing this sort of spoil the yeah. evening you know let's just let's carry on you know how's How's the, your golf hobby going? You know, yeah. something like that. And I think social media doesn't enable that. That's this. No, because you can
1: just keep going. You can you? keep forever. going forever.
0: And if you don't like it, you can block someone, and you'll never have to hear from them again. And as far as you're concerned, you know, you say so and so is a horrible person. I've got rid of them now. They didn't. They they believe in this. So it's yeah, it's, it's an echo chamber. It's what it is. It's a horrible, nasty echo chamber, chamber, chamber. chamber. But of course, yes. um. Sorry, I mean, listen, for, it's, I was
1: going to say, I mean, it, it's a sort of force for good as well. There's so many brilliant things that have happened because of social media, you know, oh, just getting definitely. in touch with people, um, <clears throat> getting people on board with Big Finish. You know, the chap who does our app, Brandon, I mean, you know, that's just because he tweeted about it. And I went, oh, hello. You know, so I think probably more brilliant things happen because of social media than bad things. But there is, you know. It's, it's difficult and it's complicated. And there's no easy answer. Not even from Horror
0: Blakey.
3: No, there's no evil answer. No, no I right hate no you. There's
0: no evil answer. <laughs> but no, it's, 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 you know, I think that's, that sums it up perfectly. Is it a force for good? Is it a force for bad? Is it Batman? Um, but finally... <laughs> it's Robin. It's Robin. But is it? Um, if we were on social media, of course, we would just debate this until Ooh. eternity.
1: I've got an extra one just to throw in here uh, from someone called Christopher, whose second name I forgot to make a record of. Sorry, Christopher. He says, uh, does the fact that the otherwise extremely exciting legacy of time state that its appearance by the countermeasures team is indeed to celebrate the 30th anniversary of remembrance mean that there isn't another countermeasures box set in the works? And I'm afraid, Christopher, it does mean that there isn't another countermeasures box set. Uh... The, the sales of countermeasures have, have not been sufficient for it to continue, which is a, a great shame because, again, it's like I mentioned about Survivors and the Omega Factor, um, one of our favourite things to do. But, you know, if you don't buy it, we can't keep making it. And uh, great shame, a really great shame because, uh, I mean, I loved doing the music. Um, you know, maybe we can revisit it at some point later. But, yeah, we, you know, as it is, we, we can't continue with them, I'm afraid. Very sad news there.
0: I'll always have a soft spot for countermeasures. That was the first thing I worked on. And so yeah. that's like my, you know, that was the, f- the very first thing. So it kind of, yeah, always always hits me there, you know, the thing is going away. <gasps>
3: but <we> goes, <laughs> I hate you. I hate you.
0: <laughs> never mind, though. Um, yeah, uh, we've got one final one here from somebody calling themselves Chris. Uh, no surname. Is that the same Chris? I don't think so. That was a
1: Christopher. It was definitely a different email address.
0: Okay, well, both of you haven't got surnames, so both both men of mystery. Uh, my dear vaguely intelligent chaps. Well, I've never been so insulted. Well, I said um, that last time about being vaguely intelligent. <laughs> well, that's very true. We are, we are, you know... Vaguely, vaguely intelligent, um, but but absolutely wonderfully handsome. Um, uh, the <laughs> vaguely um, I've seen better days, uh, weathering um, the legacy of time. Uh, how how very exciting! I'm positively giddy. Oh, still. Ooh, yeah, take a take a deep breath. Um, I look forward to further teasers over next year or so. I do have a few questions, naturally, though. I think Mr. Briggs may want to just imagine his answer. <laughs> Uh, firstly, are there any plans to extend Classic Doctor's new monsters beyond the two sets you've already released? I have utterly enjoyed the stories in both releases and have particularly enjoyed seeing our older Doctors given stories with the pace and the bounce of the new series. Nick, over to you. Um, just imagine... There we go. Uh, <laughs> secondly, uh, and possibly prematurely, um, do you have anything planned to continue the Big Finish originals beyond the existing announced releases? I have been so happy with what you've done in these uh, releases so far, and in particular, have been actively telling all of my friends about Jeremiah Born in Time. I figured the more sales, the better the odds of a second season. Nick? You're correct. He's yeah, well, of, of course,
1: more sales. Yeah, so uh, we'll we'll just see how things go. Things are going okay with the big finish originals, but please do have a listen. Uh, there's Some of our best work in there and and brilliant new stuff. Um, Jeremiah, born in time, just out, and, uh, and and of course we teased earlier in the news two more coming up. Shilling and sixpence, and then blind terror.
6: Yeah, um,
1: no plans to do second series of any of them so far, but stay tuned.
0: And reading on here, thanks again for the podcast. off often Monday morning down under by the time I have access to it, and you both make such splendid company for that commute. Aww. Kindest regards, Chris, sent from my email. Obviously. <laughs> like, <laughs> it, <that>.
1: like it, like <laughs> it. Is that it for the emails this week, Benji?
0: It certainly is, yeah. There were loads more, of course, but we had to do our best to catch up with them. You know, they'll come in the coming weeks. We'll we'll go through them with a big old snowplow, you know. (laughs) Go through uh, Spam, spam, bacon, (laughs) egg, spam. Uh, In the meantime, uh, time for us now to leave this dimension of emails. That's right, we're going to leave it. Pack your stuff into the rocket ship, Nick. Uh, That's right, yeah. You got your suitcase?
1: Yes, I've got it here
0: Excellent, okay You've got the DVD stack It's quite small But uh, <laughs> <laughs> It's not very big, is it? You've got, what's that? Half it's a, so- a mini one Half a sock
1: <laughs> If if
0: that A couple of Tic Tacs Half a sock <laughs> and, and some air <laughs>
1: Oh yes, plenty of air yes, Plenty yes. of air Well, not much, actually, no
0: Just enough for a little Little, little snout halfway through Um <laughs> But yes, there'll be more emails next week when we return from the planet Zingity Doodah 3.
1: Coming up soon, the Randomoid Selectatron, where it takes us, nobody knows, no, 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 nobody knows, somewhere into the Big Finish archives for a jolly good chat about something, probably, though. That's well, for sure. One
0: assumes, one assumes.
1: I would say that's a reasonable assumption. But now, let's go go behind the scenes with now I'm doing swimming why am I doing a swimming action behind the swim. scenes of the Olympic swimming team <laughs> oh they're not available uh, so let's go behind the scenes with next month's seventh doctor adventure The Dispossessed
11: here's director Jamie Anderson Hello, I'm Jamie Anderson, and I am the director of The Dispossessed. Okay, page one three one, please, and cue.
8: Who are you? I'm Rook.
4: Hungry, hungry, hungry.
8: Come on, Mel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, amazing! Yeah.
11: Uh, right, is everyone happy? Yeah. Excellent. Then we'll move on. But part of the thing with a big finish recording is generally when the cast come in they instantly understand that it's a fun light-hearted atmosphere and it's okay to have a joke as long as we get the work done and the work is focused and that balance seems to infect everyone that comes into the studio and it makes the recordings more successful so it is a worry but everyone got on really well i think
7: i'm bonnie langford and i play melanie bush this story is quite nice for Mel because she um, she spends more time with Ace, which is quite nice. She's a little bit adventurous, but she also gets to understand the whole sort of... She, she's quite interested in this whole kind of psychic thing. And, and I think that, um, you know, this time the two of them are basically sort of looking after the Doctor or, or looking for the Doctor, which is nice because they can be a, more of a team. So I think Mel rather likes that, although there are slightly gory issues that does not appeal to her. She doesn't like to get too involved with all that. Been having a little rest? I wouldn't call reading the TARDIS manual a rest, exactly.
9: I really don't know why you bother. I never did.
7: Today I have mostly been doing shouty acting and screamy acting. And I may add another of my talents to this acting thing. Probably just schmacting acting. <laughs> I, did a, I did a show called Chicago on Broadway and there's a sign on the, on the door as you, as you walk on stage that says, no schmackting... <laughs> Which is being, you know, like handy and sort of like schmacting and making faces and being kind of like over the top and no schmacting allowed. So I'm not going to do any schmacting today.
6: I am Sophie Aldred and I'm playing Ace today. This script is very much Ace sort of going into things full pelt without really thinking about what's going on. And funnily enough, Sylvester's just said, how come... The Doctor is always getting Ace to go in through through doors first, or she always has to go... She's become a bit like his kind of human shield, I think, in this story. It's quite funny, really. Someone could be hurt or frightened.
9: Quite right, Ace. Leave no stone unturned. That's always been my motto.
7: Since when?
9: Since just now. But I could always pop back and whisper it in my young
6: Mel, Ace and the Doctor spend a whole episode together when did that last happen and then I had a lot of scenes with Bonnie which we recorded yesterday which was joyful, really lovely so yes, Ace instead of kind of going off and doing her own thing, she actually spends an episode with the Doctor and Mel and then she's with Bonnie for quite some time so that's been really nice it's just lovely whenever Bonnie and I get together. Yeah, we like to keep each other entertained, that's for sure. There was a lot of laughter.
11: I think the hilarity has been caused by doughnuts in the green room and uh, sugar highs of Sophie Aldred and Bonnie Langford. But putting them together, for some reason, results in a lot of messing around. <laughs> messing around from my point of view, having fun from their point of view. They did an entire scene as six-year-old versions of themselves uh, which was great but weird
6: we did some children's voices yes some nice little funny voices there we were in playful mood shall we say
11: page 62 yeah it's quite, <laughs>
5: it's
6: quite a
11: short one
5: Wapping crunch clatter and splinter walk and walk as <laughs> asmell one towards the left, is it or rock Distant but approaching, <laughs> the chittering of their
6: alien pursuers. Oh. <laughs> Come on, Mel. I love hey, that. We should do. We should oh, do we should it? Be oh. one. Don't yeah. you like
9: that? I'm Sylvester McCoy, Doctor Who number seven. The characters in it are great. The the actors in it are great, and um, the humour in it is great, as well as the dark side. The characters are just quite down to earth and absolutely normal in a most extraordinary abnormal situation that makes it rather interesting and exciting
2: i am morgan watkins and i am playing ruck ruck is a down and out mancunian bloke who has had a bit of a rough time in life and has he's a very good-hearted man who's found himself in a very difficult situation, and he's looking after a, a girl he's fallen in love with who's also had very difficult times.
9: Doctor? Don't worry, rock You're perfectly safe. There, you see, all over. Well,
2: what's the verdict?
6: Well, it's obvious why you've been getting the headaches, kid.
2: Jamie, the director, had seen a film I'd done called Chicken, and he loved the film so much and he made the the DVD extras for us so he he filmed so he filmed interviews for the DVD extras and I think just sort of helped with making the DVD and getting it out there and sort of promote the film and he'd seen that film big fan of that film and asked me if I'd like to be involved with this and I said yes
6: I'm Anna Mitchum and I'm playing Jan it's a good script I really like it I haven't really read many radio scripts before but as soon as I started reading this one I was I was really keen to know what was going to happen next I think that it's really nice that there are so many women in it, strong female parts. The women outnumber the men, which is really unusual in any story, let alone in sci-fi, I think.
9: They were a lovely bunch of actors, yes. They were great fun to work with. But then you generally get a lovely bunch
6: lovely cast yes it's great to meet new actors who you just feel like you've known for a long time and everybody's getting on really well as they usually do in these things but it's lovely to also have some young people you know again and uh, and a great mixture I mean Nick is brilliant as the when I first heard his voice yesterday it's wonderful to have this um, plummy actor voice and, uh, and then he turns into an alien. Great fun. And he just plays it perfectly. Very naturalistic. Obviously, one of these people who's just an incredibly experienced and talented actor who sort of, uh, it's just a, a real pleasure to meet somebody like that.
1: I'm Nick Ellsworth and I'm playing Arclax
6: How come you can't use those mental powers of yours to think your way out of here?
7: I could if. If your technology was. I
1: think he changes shape quite a lot, Archelax, and, and you'll uh, notice from his character, he is like a despot in, in, in a lot of times, and that he's very angry. But to get his way, he also can be very charming.
6: I'm Sterling Gallagher. I'm playing Isabel, and I also play the drone.
9: So, convince us. Oh,
6: all right. Fair enough. My name's. No. I like the, the humour in the script. I thought that was very interesting. I, I was surprised. I didn't think it would be as much fun. <laughs> and I quite enjoy the relationships that everybody has once they all get together and where everyone stands in the, in the pack.
11: She's, I guess, a, a comic, really. She does a lot of comic acting, and so she naturally brings silliness. And then when you get Sylvester, Bonnie and Sophie back together, they're going to mess around, aren't they? And they've had a lot of fun.
6: The only person I met before is Bonnie, Nobody else. But I would hope to meet everybody else again at some point. (laughs) I met her doing an EastEnders, giving my mayor of Warford. (laughs) Which is a ridiculous job. Which is fabulous. Well, where is this place? It's a bit grim,
7: wherever it is. Half the houses look empty. Rubbish and graffiti
6: everywhere. It's not Perivale, is it? There's a couple of references to old Doctor Who stories in here one is, is it Perivale because it's an old abandoned council estate and the other is about, Mel says something about last time she was in a tower block with these people who tried to eat her and so on, because I like that if it's self-referential
7: we need pass, Mel, come on I no, no, no no, 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 no yes <laughs> You're having <a> great time
11: <laughs> Do carry on Here we are, oh,
7: sir, no, fine shit. actors who realise this
11: taking it really seriously We're very experienced, It's <laughs> not we, funny. This is great for behind the scenes <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic Once the sound design is done and uh, it's locked it's on to music and it's strange with a, something visual, I think The audio and the music is is really sort of 70 or 75 percent of the production it's amazing how much it's under under underappreciated and when you only have the audio medium to work in the music becomes a much more powerful element and a, a character in its own right i've worked with quite a few composers of big finish and they they all have their own particular styles and way of doing things but once they've done a few they understand the necessary musical language for a big finish doctor who and they're able to just you know lift moments of positivity and increase the tension at the ends of episodes especially or the ends of uh, difficult challenging scenes for the doctor and his companions it's the icing on the cake and more for the episodes
1: hope that's i nearly blew the microphone away then hope that's wh- whetted your appetite for a great story next month
0: Coming up right now, it is the Randomoid Selector, John. the key. that epic music.
4: (laughs) I hate your music.
0: Right, what do we got? We got one that uh, will certainly make you feel at home here. It's Dalek Empire 3, The Survivors.
1: Dalek Empire 3. Oh, I see. Yeah.
0: 3.3. Dalek Empire 3, The Survivors. I wonder if that will come out. Written by Nicholas Briggs. Directed by Nicholas Briggs. Released July 2004 in the Space Lord 219. The Space Lord? I don't know what I'm talking, Nick. I'm just just filling the gap.
1: Here's the general trailer for Dalek Empire 3.
8: The Daleks are still out there. Alive. On their way. Dalek
4: Empire 3.
11: I think there were
3: three of them. Three of what? Demon. They are transmitting
9: false recognition code information.
8: off Let's go! Exterminate! What's happening? Leave us alone! She is... Been created by the Daleks. It's a war now, Dan. It's just hope my heart's in it.
10: It's a pretty horrible planet, isn't it?
8: Well, we won't be here for
10: long. It's the telepathic legacy of a great warrior called Karlendorf. Telepathic?
4: Yes. Yes, I was sceptical too. Goodbye! (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like someone's causing them quite a bit of trouble. But who?
5: And are they on our side or not?
8: (laughs) We'll have him looked over in our sickbay. He hasn't got the plague, if that's what you're worried about.
10: And who the hell are you anyway? Both of you!
3: Descent trajectory confirmed. Sigh,
8: you're confused. Ah. Understandably so, Just, but. Just keep I... away from me, alright?
3: Refueling station Epsilon Gamma zero 09 to Dalek Command. Praxis wardens are attacking and have breached outer wall. Open fire!
5: sort of bits of Daleks, wasn't it? Bits and pieces attached to machines and a sort of long conveyor belt thing with only the bottom halves of Daleks just sitting there. Loads of them stretching off into the distance. Was I dreaming that?
0: Any sign of Dalek activity? Nothing as yet.
11: The essentials are that we work for the Galactic Union and we were here to find out about the Daleks.
1: And what have you found out about them? There you go, yes, Dalek Empire 3. What an incredible time! Starring David Tennant and William Gaunt, Aisha Benison, Stephen Elder, Sarah Mowat. Oh, Laura Reese, who we worked with recently, uh, Claudia Elmhurst, who I think has left the acting profession. Yeah,
6: Octavia
1: Waters there, yeah, Peter Forbes. Uh, brilliant actor, done so much stuff. Look him up. Oliver Hume, brilliant. Dot Smith, Greg Donaldson, Karen Henson, Danny Carr. Jeremy James, that's Jez Fielder under a different name.
0: Is it? Wow. <laughs> no yeah. way, I- really?
1: Ian Goddard. Ian Goddard, sorry. That's Janie Goddard and Ian Brooker. Philip Wolf. Oh, Colin McIntyre. <sighs> that old producer. The late lamented Colin McIntyre. Anyway, yes. Uh, so many good memories from this. This is the one where I... Um, contacted David Tennant who he, at a party he'd said to me I'd love to come and do a Dalek Empire thing with you and I went and he, he saw a sort of look on my face he said I can lose the scotch <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so he did it in a sort of you know a, 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 the kind of voice he ended up playing the doctor in really. how funny um, and um, when I phoned him you know I wrote this script with him in mind the whole series a six part series and I phoned him up and said, you know, do you fancy doing it? He said, oh, God, I'm at the National. And I said, oh, right, right. Yeah, he said, I'm doing the Pillow Man. You know, Oh, do come and see it. So he organised uh, for us to go and see it, which was great. Great show. And he was amazing in it. Um, and um, yeah, we went backstage to see him afterwards as well. I think he took us to the bar, bless him. And um, <clears throat> he said, they they want me to stay on to do this other thing. Um, they keep asking me to do it. And he said, I don't really want to do it. I said oh I said well he said I'd rather come and play Daleks with you to be quite <laughs> frank and it was that uh, it was the, the Alan Bennett play um, what's it called the some, the thing that James Corden got famous for doing
0: the History Boys the History Boys yeah. that's it
1: I can, yeah yeah I think they wanted him to play the teacher in that now, I've mentioned this before but just think how different his career would have been if he'd done that he probably would never have done Doctor Who um it would yeah.
0: have, yeah, absolutely, it absolutely have done the changed movie everything, of that. really, wouldn't it? Yeah.
1: Good God, yeah, No, know you're right. So I said to him, you know, uh, can I tell people that you've turned down The National to work with me? He said, well, that's not strictly true. He said, but yeah, that, let's, let's say that. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it was while we were recording this, as I may have mentioned many times before, that Christopher Eccleston was announced as the new Doctor Who. I seem to remember one Sunday morning while we were recording. And that news had just broken in the newspapers, and we were all chatting about it. Oh, yeah, I bet. Yeah, so it's great fun, that. I'm working with William Gaunt, an old hero of mine from The Champions. Yeah, oh, God, The Champions. Richard Barrett. That's not how Richard Barrett spoke. That's how the uh, voiceover used to say, Richard Barrett.
0: <laughs> Barrett. One of the champions. Where's a beret? <laughs> or as I like to call it, a Barrett. Yeah, but the Dalek Empire stuff though is awesome to listen to If you like your Daleks it is the ultimate I think really And it's it's quintessential Big Finish as well Also
1: well and also for better or for worse it's quintessential me because you know, i wrote directed did the sound design and the music i mean there's just the only thing i didn't do was the cover but even though i was all over that with clayton hickman like no oh, no like this yeah, and, he, uh, and even
0: then you, you you drew it in biro and just gave it to him so just make that real Well, I did do a little bit of that, actually. (laughs) A
1: bit of biro. (laughs) I used to draw covers very badly because uh, I'm a real wannabe artist and I'm absolutely no good at it. I did do an O-level in arts and was moderately good at it. But, yeah, that's one of the big frustrations of my life that I can't really draw very well Um, because I used to, as a kid and a teenager, draw lots of um, comic strips and things, you know,
0: because Doctor Who comic strips are very important to me. So the saddest thing for me was that... um, I, when I was at school I, I grew up I loved art I used to draw all the time constantly yeah. um, and I was going to do it for my, my GCSEs and all that um, but I had a problem with my hands um had oh, yeah. a massive a massive problem with that I had to have operations all sorts uh, and ever since then now um my i can still draw but not as well and i can't draw for or write for pro- prolonged times anymore so it's really yeah. kind of kind of ended that one really for me but um yeah it's interesting but occasionally See, yeah, that, that was yeah. a
1: good reason mine was just lack of talent
0: <laughs> i like the, what was it you said you were moderately moderately <laughs> Moderately efficient at arts, no, That sounds like the Daleks from Moderately Death efficient, arts <laughs> degree. Moderately efficient.
1: Um, I did not do a degree at all. <laughs> My degree was in theatre studies or something.
0: Oh, jolly good! Lots of check off and. Yeah, all that, right, all that, right, mate. All, right, all, right, all sort that sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah, like, right, you all know. All
1: right. I was like, I got an acting training and had to do all the essays as well. Oh, very nice it's too. A pain in the neck. Uh, it's never got me a job. Well, I suppose some of the knowledge. I know. anyway, blabbering on. Thank you. Dalek Empire Three: The Survivors. Yeah, that was a particular episode, the third episode. There was these things called the Graxis Wardens in this. The Galactic Union remained blissfully unaware of the Dalek threat, and in the border worlds, the Daleks appear to be helping cure the deadly NFS plague, which has claimed millions of lives. Only the Graxis Wardens know the truth about the Daleks, and they have been all but wiped out. The Daleks are beginning to show their true colours, but now it may be too late to stop them. So I was very much toying with the I quite like the idea that some people didn't know the Daleks were bad and they presented themselves in a good light. You know, they said they were curing this plague.
0: Well, went to a lot of charity dues and, and stuff. Sort of, <laughs> of course, the, well, you know, the plague there, was it the NFS plague? That's uh, National Filofax Society, isn't it? Yeah, um, that's yeah, right. Big, I wonder big what it stood for. <laughs> NFS. Natural <laughs> Flying as- Salmon? Yeah, that was it. <laughs> yeah, loads of <laughs> flying salmons plaguing the world and the Daleks are just trying to cure it. Well, we must get on. Thank you, Ran. Yes, thanks, Ran. Always, uh, always delivering the goods. Absolutely. Um, and so, of course, as the podcast rushes to get its hat and coat on—that's right, yes—get it its hat and coat on uh, for the rush out the door into the stormy, stormy night. Insert, insert that BBC sound effect of thunder that's used in everything. Um, <laughs> I just, won't.
1: We just did it.
0: <laughs> Just time for Nick and I to make a blooming trailer for this year podcast, that's right <laughs> Here we go Coming soon from Big Finish Productions, a podcast
1: released on the 26th of August 2018 Featuring the 7th Doctor, Steed, Mrs. Peel, Tara King, dot dot dot
0: And we discuss the latest releases for this one, Class, Lady Christina and Bernice Summerfield, Treasury what
1: we got in the news? Oh yeah, in the news we tease you with a clip from the 7th Doctor New New Adventures, a blind terror clip, Shilling and Sixpence trailer, unit revisitations, the full trailer, we teased it last time.
0: And we have a behind the scenes segment with The Dispossessed, brackets no spoilers, as well as a drama tease, Too Many Targets. Yes, that's from the Avengers. I've been Nick Briggs. And I've been Shirley Temple, Benji Clifford. <laughs> That's right. It's an anagram, isn't it? Of it Benji Clifford, yeah. Shirley Temple. Yeah, yeah, it always happens.
1: Well, that's that's pretty good. A little bit of editing will tighten that up. Yeah,
0: def- <laughs> definitely. It's story of our lives. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Time now for our fifteen-minute drama tease. It's the Avengers. Too many targets.
4: Come on, come on, we've tracked it this far, we can't lose it now. Stop, there, look, gorilla
8: tracks, I'd bet my life on it fresh, too. It has to be close, we've nearly got the blighter. Ready your weapons.
11: We don't want to be caught. Oh, oh, get back, oh, quick! Get
3: away! Ah, Fire! Fire! Ah, 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 oh.
4: The bullets have no effect! Retreat! Oh, <coughs> ah, ah, Retreat! Rodney, who am I as a chancellor? No! No! gorilla on the loose in Surrey? Hmm. Probably just a wild rumour. Steed here. John. Thank goodness. Charles! Lovely to hear from you. No time for niceties, Steed. There's trouble. There usually is. Do you remember Dawson Street? No agent forgets a safe house. The bookshop. Soho, yes? That's the place. Meet me there as soon as possible. time to finish my tea. <Sie> Charles, as I recall, that copy of Darwin in the window signified it was safe to enter. I do have that right, don't I? Yes, and desk capitale to use the back door. Whilst watching for flying bullets. I'm glad that's all still in order. It may be the only thing that is. Yes, I wouldn't have expected you to summon me. How long is it since you've been retired now, five years? Why you? Why not mother? We'll get to that. It's a rum affair, Steed. I don't like this business. I don't like it one bit. Uh, it might help me if you told me what this business was. Check out this file. Uh, Martin Keller. Good photograph. One of the department's bright young things, isn't he? Has a good off spin when he bowls at cricket. Had. Look at the second photograph. He was killed last night. Dear me. How does anyone do that much damage to a telephone box? Did someone drive a car at it? We think not. Keller was killed by a blow to the neck. One blow instantly shattering the spine. Undoubtedly some form of metal weapon which accounts for the twisted mess of the box. Mm. The killer must have smashed the glass first, then pulled Keller onto his knees before delivering the lethal blow. Sounds nasty. It was. It's why you're being briefed by me rather than mother. Why, I was called away from my quiet home, my bees. Keller was working on a case, Steed. Something about a double agent in the department. His daily reports are all there, but they didn't add up to much. Until last night. Keller found the mole, and the mole found Keller before he could talk. Something like that. Keller called me early this morning to say he'd made contact. Woke me up, which puzzled me. I'm retired and have nothing to do with the case, so why call me? Hmm. Very good question. Fortunately, old habits die hard. I started taping automatically. I soon discovered the answer. Brace yourself, old chap. This is how the call ended.
3: I'm sorry, but your caller has been disconnected. Mother?
4: But that was mother! Unequivocally so. You can keep the tape. It doesn't make sense. Mother, a double agent? I can't believe it. Well, the minister does. That's why you're here. You can't, me. Confirm the information. We have to assume Mother has left home. And if that's true, you're to terminate him. That's not my style. I know that, Steed. But if Mother has turned, we need someone we can trust implicitly to eradicate the problem. You're the only agent with utterly impeccable credentials. It has to be you, and you alone. Not Tara. Mother handpicked Tara. I know that was some time ago, but if we can't trust Mother. Then who can we trust? I suppose I have little choice. Very well. I'll be in touch when I have news. I only hope it's the good sort. I hope so too, Steed. I very much hope so too.
5: Steed where have you got to surely on a day like today we should be punting on the Thames or picnicking in the New Forest oh well Tara King is that you Steed
3: I'm afraid not Miss King Mother the final wicket you know it
5: that rotten old pub yes of course I do
3: Meet me there. Private function room, immediately.
5: Oh. If one must. The final wicket. Let's see what's going on.
3: You're late. You called me late.
5: I got here as quickly as I could. Is something the matter? You sounded disturbed. And where's Steed?
3: In good time. Take a look at the photo. Recognise him?
5: I should. He was in my year at training school. Damien Harrison, isn't it?
3: Wasn't it. He was killed last night.
5: Oh. I'm sorry to hear that.
3: He was looking into reports that there's a double agent in the department. Hardly a word in almost a month. Then he called in last night. Rang from a railway station just outside London. Said he'd made contact. Then he was killed.
5: What a pity. Do we know by whom?
3: We do. His killer left us in little doubt. I have the recording right here. Listen.
4: I'm sorry, but your corner has been cut
3: off. What? You see?
5: It, it, it can't be, Steed. It can't be. He He would never do such a
3: thing. But he has. I've played the recording several times. The voice on the tape is Steed. There is absolutely no doubt.
5: I I can't believe it. There must be some mistake. A mimic, perhaps. Some kind of evil duplicate.
3: My first thought. I had it checked against Steed's voiceprint. The patterns match perfectly. Too perfectly. Terrible as it is, Miss King. We must accept it. Harrison was killed by John Steed.
5: Steed? A double agent? Now I refuse to accept the evidence, no matter what.
3: Then try. The minister believes it. He's very perturbed. If Steed's gone over, then the whole department is in jeopardy.
5: So, what's our next move?
3: If Steed has defected, we can't be sure we can trust anyone in the department. Including me? I hand-picked you, Miss King. Granted, I could be taking a chance, but I'm confident you'll prove the soundness of my judgement. Take the tape. Steed would only have allowed that recording to have been made if he were ready to leave, in which case it's imperative that he be stopped, and stopped quickly. You're familiar with his habits. You must find him and ensure that he doesn't go over. But...
5: but... you don't mean...
3: I do. To stop him, you may have to kill him.
5: Wakey-wakey, rise and shine. Oh!
8: Oh, Carol, did you have to do that?
5: Yes. Did you have to have a late night?
8: It wasn't like that. I was working.
5: That's what I meant. You can relax occasionally, you know.
8: Oh, I'm sure I will do one day. Just not this one. There's too much to do.
5: I know. Cramming it all in.
8: It was bad enough when I had a month, but now they've brought departure forward a week. What time is it? It's just gone noon. Noon? Bennett'll be over soon. Don't suppose you could make some coffee? It's
5: already made.
8: I'll bring you a cup. What would I do without you?
5: (laughs) It doesn't bear thinking about.
8: Oh, that'll be Bennett now. Could you let him in?
5: Of course. Carol? Good afternoon, Dr. Carol, can I get you a cup of coffee, freshly made?
10: Ah, already you know my weaknesses. Please. Mm -hmm. Milk and two sugars. As a physician, I'm aware sugar is bad for you. As a coffee drinker, however, I refuse my medical advice.
5: (laughs) I'll bring it
10: through. Morning, Bennett. Morning? Afternoon, old boy. How are the reports coming along?
8: Slowly, but I'll beat them before the end of the week. Even if I have to bury the last of them in the garden, then I'll be free to fly out. I'm glad to hear
10: it. That flight rescheduling must have been a nightmare. But you can understand why they did it. The emergency in Katawa is getting worse all the time.
8: I saw in the paper. The plague's spreading at an alarming rate. The sooner we get there, the better. If it helps, I'm
10: also having problems getting down to my work. The university's perfectly happy to grant me a leave of absence, but my graduate students aren't so understanding. Each of them seems to think they'll only get their doctorates if I'm standing there brooding over them like a mother hen.
5: It's always nice to feel wanted, though isn't it? Here you go.
10: I hardly think you have to worry about that, young lady.
5: <laughs> mm
10: particularly not when you're this good at making coffee.
5: I couldn't possibly say.
8: who could that be? I thought I'd got Dick to cover all my patients.
5: Whoever it is, I'll go and put them off.
8: I should probably put up a sign.
10: If one of my students has followed me...
5: I'm very sorry, I'm afraid Dr. Keel is... Please,
8: you've got to help me. He's my mate. He got knifed in the arm. It's a mods. He needs a doctor. Uh, please. Well, I suppose in the circumstances... Yes, yes, it's all right, Cal. I can take a quick look at... But there's nothing wrong with his arm.
0: Nor with your eyes
8: neither, Doc.
3: <laughs> Dear Lord. <laughs>
4: It now? How is a man supposed to concentrate on his Tolstoy with you lot making that racket? Mm. Fire down. My goodness. Nice to have someone do what I say. Those dogs are more obedient than I thought. <laughs> well, ah! they are when they've just eaten drugged meat. Oh, Major steed. Ambassador Brodney, good to see you again. It's been too long. Not for me, it hasn't. You should not do that. I have a cardiac condition. Yeah, me. Do you indeed. Then I promise to send flowers to the funeral. Forgive me, old friend, but I was forced to bypass your burglar alarm. The burglar alarm? But uh, how did you do that? Oh, it was a breeze. I simply didn't touch it. What? But that is not playing the game. It is triggered by any attempt to disarm it. You are supposed to disconnect it. Then, when you open the door, we catch you. Yes, but the funny thing is, I didn't want to get caught. You do understand that, don't you? What do you want then, Steed? My life is flashing before my eyes. Really? That must be terribly dull for you. I wanted to talk to you about mother. Yours or mine? Mine. Good. I think mine is still in the gulag. I felt so guilty turning her in. I don't think she'd be happy with me. But yours, I will be pleased to discuss. Vodka? How kind. Just a small one. What is it you wish to know? What could we possibly tell you that you are not already aware of? <laughs> your health.
0: broadney old chap, it's really not polite to try to poison your visitors. You've been listening to a Big Finish production. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe and generally enjoy yourselves.
5: Yippee!